LOI Central. It's not just football. And welcome along to LOI Central, episode 28. Very, very sad looking at the league table there the other day. The season is coming to an end, slowly but surely. But on today's LOI Central, in association with futureticketing.e, we have the head of sport in RT, Declan McBennett, who's going to come on and talk about RT's coverage of the game. Going to also hear from Owen Toll and uh, in Birmingham after, I don't know, there's a, a, a mad bit of crack really in the League of Ireland over the last few days in terms of the league and the FEI Cup later on in the show. Dan is going to come up with one of his epic and unique four-star pizza questions, and we're going to have a bit of crack on that. But this is a, obviously a bit of a unique show with Declan McBenna coming on, and we are here in Oliver Marketing uh, out in Glasnevin, Dan. Yeah, no, listen, there's a lot going on in the league in the last week, but I think we'll, you know, we, we, we can review and preview that and, and, and talk about the implications maybe next week, because we do have Declan on. It's quite a lengthy interview, but it's obviously a, a hot talking point in the league this year has been uh, the TV coverage mm. uh, and specifically. I suppose the RTE coverage so we have a guest from the top of RTE who can reflect that and yeah people can listen to that and, and form their own opinions what I would say is yeah I mean it has been uh, a, a, an entertaining week in the sense of well actually the cup quarterfinals wasn't the most appealing list of games on paper yet yeah, it ended up being quite entertaining UCD all of, Waterford both, was both, a brilliant game Bows and some Pats got through as you would expect Pats mm. with a bit of drama UCD Waterford some people said that was the best game they've seen all season Finn Harps Dundalk it was a game I watched incredible drama Dundalk from what three, about the boy boy since three, he came and, on the show yeah and I, I, I saw him earlier and I'm delighted for him scored a brilliant goal last night mm. in the replay but then you go on to Bows Derry on Monday which to me is the best game I've been at this season in terms of end to end drama we'll hear from Owen told him that shortly but Georgie Kelly's goals the confidence in his finish he's up to 20 for the season now uh, and it really was one of those games uh, where actually I'm now convinced that just having the crowds back oh, and having, having the amateur is making such a difference to the product and it's actually elevating games that might have fell away otherwise um, Bose Derry terrific game it's an interesting race for Europe developing between them and then yeah Dundalk last night um, getting through against Finn Harps wasn't actually a great game that one um, compared to even the drama of the first leg but Dundalk's big players managed the situation they stepped up I mean they had all under 19s on the bench big goals from uh, Huben and penalty and Duffy in extra time but I mean I've said it all along this Dundalk season has been has been off the wall but I'm I'm sort of convinced that's going to end with them in the cup final. I just, I just feel very, like it's very quick question on that. What was the happens for like uh, at the Dundalk home was, game? No, it was well, that was the first proper one. Like you'd see people, and I saw this in Daily Mount as well. You see a lot of chatter between people having their first handshake, their first discussion, hugging each other. They haven't seen them in 18, 19 months, and it's definitely like around the Dundalk game last night. I mean, they had a, there was a good buzz at the start. They fell behind early with a Boyd's goal, and the man himself said it was a better goal than his one on on Friday night. Um, but then it went flat. The game went flat, but it, I mean the atmosphere in extra time was really good. Mm. And um, you know, there's a lot going on with the dog. I mean, even since last week's show, there's I had a story about a potential takeover situation, which I think is realistic. They had a supporters club meeting. Well, sorry, realistic, but a lot of hurdles to cross. Should I say we had a supporters club meeting on Monday where the chairman was meant to attend, it didn't turn up. There was a COVID outbreak. Um, it's all happening. It's all going on, and the fact that they managed to somehow develop and get through was was um pretty admirable but i think really for me like the, the the game of the 
yeah, the game of the, the season and the was second that? game was, was Bowes and, and Derry. And that race for Europe, I mean, Derry are improving under Higgins. Uh, Bowes are a good side to watch at the moment. And, you know, Sliger Rovers are still in there. They lost to Shamrock Rovers on Saturday. So that's opened the door. But, um, yeah, listen, well, let's hear from Owen Toll. It was an EA Sports event today. Um, he was involved in that Bowes-Derry game. And we're going to go straight from our interview with Owen Toll when it finishes. We'll have Declan McBennett here for the interview that a lot of people are tuning in to listen to. Oh, and I say Monday at Daily Mount was one of the it's one of the games of the season, but I know from speaking to your manager afterwards there was really mixed emotions from, mm-hmm. from, from your side of things. I mean how do you look back on it now? Um looking back at it now you're probably uh, thinking should have got the three points because um, the position we put ourselves in, we put ourselves in great position with only like one a couple of minutes to go and uh, obviously first half we didn't Play as well, but we got ruined the game. Second half, thought we were the better side, and I um, thought thought the boys took the goals really well, and she was uh, two good finishes there and put them back level, and it was a late equaliser. So obviously, with the time, it was at the stage of the game, and I thought I thought we should have won it. Mm. See Georgie Kelly over there now. I mean, have you had a word some <laughs> word no, today? Really them. Yeah. Just uh, scored a scored a great goal, so we did. Yeah. Uh, great ball in and just took it down brilliantly and just banged in the roof of the net like obviously it was heartbreaking for us but uh, no it was very cool Can I just ask you um, since Ray Higgins come in um, there's a bit of a buzz around the club I think I mean well documented maybe the owners sold his company Patrick McElhenney's coming back is there a sense of a buzz lifting around the club again? Yeah definitely um, I think since Ray's came in as well like he's uh, he's lifted everybody he's uh, he's a brilliant man to work with uh, First and foremost, and he's a brilliant person, and uh, lo- all the boys love working under him. Um, he definitely, definitely knows his football, like, and look forward to look forward to the following year. And as, as a buzz, yeah, there, there is a buzz. We we'll keep on, if we keep getting good results, there's die die fans mm-hmm. will get behind us because they're great fans, and uh, hopefully we can start keep keep getting them wins. Is it good just to get fans back in the stadium and, and have that feel? I know Monday didn't end the way you would have wanted but it was a great game like yeah. it was brilliant like yeah. you know there was six goals fans of both sides yeah. I mean it's a different game to this closed door stuff isn't yeah, it yeah exactly uh, no it was a great great atmosphere both always have a good atmosphere and uh, we obviously had travelling travelling fans as well and, and they were brilliant throughout the game as well and um, when home games at the Brandywell really does give us a lift as I said the fans are brilliant especially at home uh, and hopefully we can keep getting the results and giving them the results that they want uh, Rory said that he before he went in he watched that different league documentary the thing about Derry and mm-hmm. the, did you watch that? yeah I watched that yeah. what did you make of it? Oh, it was brilliant uh, just just knowing uh, just knowing all of the, the past and how they, how, they, how they found their feet again it was just brilliant and uh, obviously it's an honour to captain the club and uh, to play for them every week is a, is a great honour what year are you born? Yeah. 99 99 so like I mean it's 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 distant past stuff but I mean what did you make it like what was it 10 or 15 thousand people going to Cork to an away game or something Definitely, can you get your head around yeah, that no it's mad but as I said like the Dye fans are great like and they're really really passionate it's a it's a football in town and they they really really do get behind you and they, as I said they give you that lift especially when you're at home 1999 yeah it feels like you're one of the you're quite an experienced player in the context of the dressing room you know like yeah. there's you look at sort of Evan McLaughlin coming on the other night or starting the other night some of the lads that have been involved in recent weeks who are like 17, 18 mm-hmm. Owen and Boyce like you got I mean do you actually feel like a sort of more experienced member of the group than maybe your age might suggest uh, yeah definitely like um, as I say like I was I was their age a few years ago as well and I know what it's like and um, 
I've, just, I've been there near. I think I've been there five seasons now. So it's right. just it's just tougher my stride and. Uh, probably I'm one of the most more experienced players, but there is still a lot of experienced players there who who helped me day to day as well. So it's good. It's good. Be captain though. It's a nice. That's an yeah. honour. Obviously, it's a it's a great honour. As I said about that documentary, it just shows you as well, like about the history of the club and all. And it's a and it's a huge honour to be captain. Yeah, like you're following the footsteps of people like Ryan McBride. He mm. would have, you know, like I mean that's a that's part of the weight of the shirt, isn't it? Yeah, right definitely. It's a, it's definitely pressure, but um, I sort of think that. Uh, it's something you you want you have to deal with if you're a captain of such a big club as Derry. Just be honest here, right? So you hear that the chairman has come into like uh, uh, a bit of money and there's a lot of talk around it. Is, it, is play, players in the dressing room looking at this and going, this could be interesting. Like he is talking about challenging for leagues. Like I mean, he's 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 open about it. I know your manager said the other night, listen, he was a wealthy man before. It's not as if it's not as if he was like, mm. you know, this has come out of the blue. He's he's supported the club very well, but. Murray did say after the game we're looking to bring in some top players for next season so yeah. that must be a must be a bit of a yeah, feeling around that yeah of course there'll be a buzz about bringing in players but uh, as players we haven't really spoke about next year as as, as this year is the most important thing uh, we need we need to keep winning and trying, trying to get as high as we are hopefully get a push on to Europe with such yeah. uh, less game, uh, not that much eight games but still a lot of football to be played and hopefully if we keep getting wins and Keep, see where it takes us. I mean, it's really congested. I mean, like, third's not out of the question if you have a good run to finish the season, you know, third um, place. No, I know that you just have to believe and finish the best as you can and take a, each game. Like, this, this is a hard league, it's no easy games, and uh, one, one game at a time, and we'll, and we'll see where we end up. Good stuff, on. Cheers. Uh, Declan McVinnis, how are you getting on? Good, thanks, Johnny. Yourself? Uh, good, yeah. Just thinking we haven't had much Monaghan on the show. Jonathan Douglas, then? Jonathan about Douglas. Since the demise of Monaghan United, it hasn't been much uh, of a... I'm trying to think. Yeah, I yeah. don't think we've had a massive... Uh, Bring back Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray, yeah. Eddie oh Murray, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> on reflection. How are you uh, getting on, anyway? <laughs> yeah, all good. It's been, uh, it's been a very hectic summer, as you can appreciate, mm. between the Euros, the Olympics, the Paralympics the GAA Championship and and obviously uh, everything else that's going on. We're coming up, we've got the rugby coming back, provincial rugby coming back on RTE and then we have the Champions League, we've the Electricity League, we've uh, the women last night, uh, which was a great boost uh, with the under-21s coming. So it's it's a constant, uh, but it's a nice place to be. And it's mad. Dan put up a, like a, a like kind of a reference to you coming on yesterday, Dan. There were just so many questions. Like, <laughs> questions. It's, uh, yeah, it's a like, lot of uh, questions. Yeah. Like dear, dear to you here. Like, you we're, know. Not, we're not asking, we're not going to ask all of the questions yeah. we will we will try and get through are there common themes Dan? Uh, yeah. there would be some recurring themes <laughs> alright I have to say there would be there would be some crossover which is why I say we won't be asking all of the questions yeah. um, but but you were quite keen to come on and talk to us right you, you were yeah. quite keen to come on and, and have a discussion with us so yeah. I'm guessing you know why is that you clearly feel that maybe you want to have a discussion around your League of Ireland coverage which if we're honest it has been a big discussion point across the year. You've certainly received a lot of feedback. I can, I, I assume. Is I, that I, what they call it now? Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I had a look through your, your Twitter feed there recently and it, 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 you, you could be posting about anything, you know, and there will be invariably be that League of Ireland comment that comes back at yeah. you. And myself and Johnny here, like we both work in, in Off the Ball. We were previously involved with our sport. I work in a national newspaper. We do get comments of that nature as well. The League of Ireland fraternity are persistent, I think, in their feedback. But, it does appear this year, more than any other year, there's been a certain um, ferocity of criticism yeah. ar- around around uh, coverage, maybe particularly with the European Games in the summer. We'll, we'll maybe come to that, but in general, you clearly 
you clearly want to speak about this topic and you want there's, there's some matters maybe you want to address yeah uh, which which i think there's an onus on us to do and i think it's only fair that we do that on, on on an ongoing basis i think basically there's two themes of criticism that come into rt sport number one is i don't like what a b and c said about x y and z and number two is why don't you cover more of the sport that i like yeah. Whatever that sport is. So uh, the League of Ireland lobby are, are particularly uh, vocal about it. Uh, and I think there has been a narrative that has developed which doesn't actually stack up. But there is a narrative there that in some way it is perceived that RTE don't care as much about the League of Ireland or domestic soccer or soccer as a whole as they once did. There's also an effort to pigeonhole me into a particular uh, area, which is, oh, he's a ga man, in the same way that my predecessor, Ryle Nugent, was, ah, he's a rugby man. There's a few questions of that Ilka right Yeah, there, yeah, so. a- absolutely. <clears throat> but the reality of it is, and I, I obviously don't speak for Ryle, but the reality of it is, is that we're the head of sport. I'm not the head of GAA, I'm not the head of soccer, I'm not the head of whatever. I'm the head of sport. And there's an onus on us to reflect that across the board. And what I've said previously is, sort of, if you went back five or ten years, we would have had, relatively speaking, a hundred euro to spend on five sports, of which you've three dominant ones and a, and a, a fourth one in terms of rugby, soccer, GAA, and the fourth one is horse racing. And then you would have one or two other sports that were on the periphery and came to the fore every now and again. Now the reality of it is, because of the financial situation, which is well documented and everything else, we have probably, instead of having €100 to spend on five sports, we have €80 to spend on eight or nine sports, because we now have rowing. We've hockey that has come to the fore in recent times, particularly with the women's team. Uh, We have gymnastics. We have all the Olympic sports. And if you were talking to the Olympic sports, and if your particular gras is for the Olympic sports, you'll say, why do I see the Olympic sports on RTE every four years? And then they disappear for four years. Why isn't there a consistency of pattern there across the mm. board? So uh, to come back to the League of Ireland lobby, yeah, the criticism, uh, the greatest level of criticism and the greatest, um, I'll, I'll be polite about it, passion with regard to that criticism comes from the League of Ireland lobby. Some of which uh, is informed, much of which is ill-informed. What's informed oh, uh, then? Okay. See again? What's informed of the criticism? I, in in terms of I think I, I think most people have an understanding as to why we do why we make the decisions that we made. So Dan referred to some of, some of the things that that goes go into my particular Twitter account, whereby people will say, "Well, why wasn't that game covered?" And they'll say, "Well, there are rights implications with regard to that, or they were covering the Euros, or they were covering the Olympics." So people, some people are aware of it. Some people are just not accepting of that, and they go, "Well, they should be doing it anyway." And the reality of it is you can't do all of it. And quite frankly, you shouldn't do all of it, no matter what the sport is. So, so, so there's a balance to be struck. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll come on to it. But with regard to the, the, the European games, that was the one that sort of tipped people over the edge with regard to, oh, RTE don't care about um, uh, the, the, the Irish clubs in Europe. I got the job on the 1st of June 2018. The very, very first uh, rights product that I bought was Cork versus Rosenberg. I was literally in the door 48 hours and that game was coming down the track. Uh, and if you and George Hamilton was going to the World Cup and, and they were two of the things that I dealt with in the first couple of days. We bought the Cork-Rosenberg game, which was in Europe. We've done Dundalk consistently in Europe against Key and against uh, Riga and there was one game we couldn't do for Dundalk because we were actually doing 
I can't remember whether it was the Republic of Ireland under 17s or under 19s. It was the team that Joe Hodge played for. They, yeah, they, the, there was a European Championships. Yes, on. there was yeah. a European Championships on. And if, if, if the Republic of Ireland won their game on the Tuesday, they were due to play again on the Thursday. And we couldn't uh, say that we could commit to the Dundalk game because it was a direct clash with the Republic of Ireland game. So we didn't do the Dundalk game. Now, it subsequently happened the Republic of Ireland didn't win their game. And, and yeah. but, but it was too late at that stage. So And, and then there was, as, as we've known, there have been a number of managers who have come out this season and said, well, you know, we're not, RG, you're not interested and we should go a particular route and all that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, that doesn't stack up because I say we've done Cork and Roseburg, we've done Dundalk on an ongoing basis, we've done, done Shamrock Rovers this year, we did Shamrock Rovers versus AC Milan last year. We have a very consistent pattern. My view is we stick with the champions of the league in the Premier competition. So as long as they're going, we're interested in the champions. When the champions are knocked out, we have a look at what else is available on the table, as we did with Shamrock Rovers versus AC Milan, and we do the AC Milan game. So, and, that, and, and that's been the, the, the pattern as we've gone along. And remember, it's, it's all of these games take considerable investment because there is a whole outside broadcast or OB structure involved behind them. Never mind the rights fee and stuff like that. So, so bowls would have been expensive, we'll say, in, in, in Lansdowne Road or, you know, those games. So, OK, so, so the bows element was that RTE were offered the games for free and didn't take them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Let, let's okay. Let's deal with the Bose thing now because I want okay. to. Okay, maybe just before we go to the Bose yeah. thing, actually, because I think just maybe to establish it at the start, right? I think this <coughs> is important. What is your commitment, your deal with the FAI to cover League of Ireland? What is? Can we just nail that down yeah. at the start? And how European games does or doesn't affect that, which yeah. is obviously <coughs> a, a a talking point. Like, what is your commitment to? X amount of games per season. We do 15 games in the in the Airtrace League every year and we do three in the Cup. So, okay. which is generally the two semi-finals and the finals. Okay? Yeah. And, and the final rather. Uh, and then we do the women's uh, as well. And we commit a number of o- OBs to those. So, what we generally have done is we start with five or six at the beginning of the season, then there's a break and we come back with some in the mid-season and then towards the end, towards the title race. But the title race is often governed by how many, how many games are actually realistically in, in contention um, at the end of the season. So, and I think one of the problems for the League of Ireland, quite frankly, over the last number of years is that Cork were winning it, then Cork disappeared, Dundalk were winning it and winning it at a canter in some cases and now Dundalk have faded away and it looks as if Rovers are on that crest of a wave whereby yeah, they're going to okay, win okay. on a consistent basis. Oh, okay, but the, the 15 games, right? Yeah. This is obviously a deal you have with the FAI. Yeah. Um, and this is um, this is where I think there's layers to this debate because you made a reference there a second ago the Olympics to the consistency of coverage, yeah. right? Now, I don't know how you would feel as a... If you were... I think maybe it was a Conor Hoy from Draw the United put in a question and said, what sort of deal would you be looking for if you were in the FAI? Like... I've equated it to before to like, like you have a, it's like a box set, right? Yeah. And you have a couple of episodes at the start. Yeah. There's a big thing missing in the middle. Yeah. And there's a bit at the end. Yeah. Now, Air Sport departed the scene. They used to fill the gap Correct. in the middle, which is an important point I think that should be made. We didn't necessarily know a year ago that Air Sport would be gone this year. Yeah. But can you not see now that there, why there would be a complaint with the structure of a, of a deal where the league goes off air for four months in the middle of a season where people are talking about maybe building awareness, building familiarity with the story, yeah. that even if there was a really positive take-up to the early weeks of the season and people are saying, okay, this season has taken shape and then it's May the 7th and there's nothing again till September. Yeah. It's, it's not great, like, as a, as a package. Now, maybe that's... What I'm asking is, you do, do you just do a 15-game deal with, RT, with, with the FAI, I apologise, yeah. 
and they just the, the 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 thing is you just go off and do your 15 games or is there any more of a nuanced discussion as to well maybe we could do these games at such and such a time etc etc yeah well you're right up until this season air were obviously there so we were doing there's 36 games in the in the yeah. season we were doing 15 they were doing 15 that's 30 of the rounds covered so out of 36 which is not bad no. in terms of live coverage at at any no. level so this year is obviously the new ones because because air have and uh, this is why it's become I think such a yeah because mm, because air have, air have departed the scene so so if you look at the games we did this year because I, I I checked them again last night we did games on the 19th of March 26th of March 2nd of April 16th of April 23rd of April that's five games across the first seven seven weeks or so that so leaves the, ten games in and the whole rest of the season kind of yeah but 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 again Johnny I suppose the 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 point is. You know, people will say one of the criticisms I get is we never know when the games are on. Mm. Well, actually, as proper fans, true fans, know exactly when the games are mm. on and they follow them, and there's a pattern there. But also, there's a pattern across the level of engagement with regard to those games. Okay, so and and it it doesn't tend to peak and trot. It tends to be it's very consistent. very. It's consistent across the board. Mm. Um, so by the nature of of the deal that was there in every other year, we would start because we have the greatest level of exposure let's be honest about it in terms of RTE bring that level of exposure there so the league kicks off with with as much of a bang as it can then air stepped into the breach because we tended to go away and do summer tournaments by by the nature of of whatever it is and then we would come back and again the whole run-in which is what you want the maximum level of exposure to be there where you can get the maximum number of eyeballs. So it comes back to us there. But we look at the games throughout the season and we go, okay, you know, in a traditional season, of course you're going to want Dundalk Rovers, you're going to want Bowes Rovers, Air are going to want Bowes Rovers because that generates... Uh, but good, often good often Rovers Bowes falls on a week where you might be doing under 20 rugby or you might be, you know... like, well, this, like Is there a discussion around this? Because I, I have a list of the, the games this year. Yeah. And you know... I, again, is there is there a need to get around X amount of grounds? Is that something that you're conscious of as well? I, I, like, for I, example, Drawdus and Pats was announced the other day yeah. uh, for a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Now, I would look at that at this stage and go, it's potentially the second or third most interesting game that night. And just from, yeah. a, from a perspective, you know, across the week, I'm not sure how much coverage that particular game is. is like Sligo and Pats, so you could argue that point. Now, I know you will say, listen, if you're talking about the product, people should be watching it anyway. Yeah. But... To me, like it's a slight frustration of mine is that there are certain marquee fixtures that always look good. Yeah, but and they're, they're always going to be full they, in mm. the in the crowd's ear. It's yeah. finished. Just finished. But you know, and and the selection of I would look at the list of games this year and you'd be thinking, I mean, they they, they aren't necessarily keynote games in the context of the season. And could this is there not a better way of at least showing that if there is fifteen games, that they're fifteen of the best games. Yeah, I, I, and I, I do take your point, but it's the equivalent of saying we want to see Liverpool, Man City, Man United and Chelsea on Sky Sports every Sunday and we don't want to see anybody else. So you want to see Dundalk, Rovers, Sligo and some Pats True, but like every if you're Sunday. Champ- we don't if want you're to picking see, Champions we, League games, that's the sort of the policy that you might apply to yeah, some but, but, and, and, and that, and that's very much a one-off and the Champions League is a, is a, is a premium product which, which drives particular numbers no, of particular sponsors. That, yeah. So, but, but are, are we really saying that we don't want to see Finn Harps, Waterford, Drogheda, you know, the, the, the clubs who, maybe even Derry at times now, some people will disagree with me saying that yeah. it's, just, it's just my pair and I think that's what I'm saying I think there's, there's something between the, there's obviously a balance of the two but to come back to the point sorry about the gap like you have to accept that what exists now with air sport departing if you were a fan of the league in that perspective where your where your product disappears for four months in the middle of the season 
And I'm not saying that's on you. I'm mm. just saying that that's a product of the deal that's Correct. been agreed. I, I don't disagree do with you, you, Did you understand where, where I, there was some I, I, genuine I anger with that? I don't, you know? I don't disagree with you, but, 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 but equally, the full onus has not been and cannot be particularly on one broadcaster. Like, it doesn't happen in any other league, to the best of my knowledge, whereby you have multiple broadcasters. And you have multiple broadcasters who want to compete for those games. Mm. You have multiple broadcasters who go, that's a premium product, I want to have some of that. Okay, and if that doesn't exist, then on one level you can say, well, they have a monopoly and, you know, that's going to lead to particular implications. On another level you say, well, why aren't there multiple broadcasters competing for this product? Mm. Yeah, and what can the league and the FEI do in your eyes? What can we do to make it better? Because the viewing figures, I don't know what they are. I know they could be better. I know our grounds don't, don't look great at yeah. times. Um, I was talking to Dan about this pre-show. We have a massive a massive area of yeah. Leinster going into Munster where there are no League of Ireland. You're yeah. from Monaghan. There's no League of Ireland. No League of Ireland in Mayo. No League of Ireland in Kerry. No League of Ireland in Niche. All these places. We know we have kind of issues. But what can we do to make, uh, to make it a better product? And what do you think of the product? Because I fully believe in the product on the pitch. So some of the stuff off and not so much yeah I, and I, again i wouldn't disagree with that i think the product on the pitch oftentimes it, it can be excellent i think really yeah uh, yeah I, like, do, I, do, you, do you like football in terms of your where it comes I, in your yeah i think like 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 everything in every code you can have good games and you can have bad games you can have a jordan flores goal you know and and and, and it's brilliant and it lights up you can have tala at its best and it, it looks great the two things that i think the league of ireland need and both of which are way beyond my control your control and everybody else's they need better facilities so it looks like a better product than it currently does and secondly they need competitive title races like it, mm. it's got to it's got to be competitive. You can't have a scenario whereby Cork are winning and then fade away, Dundalk are winning and then fade away, Rovers are winning and then fade away. Although I don't think Rovers will fade away. I think mm. they've got the structures uh, right in terms of on every level, on the financial, on the academy, on everything that's coming through. I think they are the two things that hurt the game most in terms of the game on the pitch. I think when you watch it. It's a decent game. Sometimes it's very good. Sometimes mm. it's, it's average. You can say that when you watch any code or any sport and you can watch the Premier League and you go, yeah, that you was amazing. You can watch Liverpool United and it's a nil-nil I suppose, boar fest. Yeah, I suppose and, what and, killed... And, 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 and closed doors football yeah, didn't, suit, no, didn't suit the League of it Ireland. Didn't, it didn't, didn't suit anybody. It didn't no. suit anybody. But I suppose that's what really killed me. And I'm not blaming you for not showing... I'm not blaming anyone for not showing the games, but when you see Patrick McElhinney scoring that goal against Vitesse Arnhem in a beautiful stadium, when you see the goals that Bo scored in the Viva Stadium that's what killed me because this is a product that actually looks great and we have it and it's not on TV and I, I, I'm not sure what the costs were you know that's up for speculation and I know you're not obliged to show it but that product anyone would watch it and say we enjoyed that and it looks great Patrick McElhinney scored one of the best goals we'll ever see on TV from a League of Ireland player and it wasn't on TV oh, okay so let's so, let's talk so, about so, Europe you've, now, yeah, yeah you've just done that so let's make the differentiation here between Europe and, and the League of Ireland on an ongoing basis because that's the reality of what play at, at play and that's what's fed the narrative this summer in terms of so if uh, and, and you asked about the numbers I'll give you the numbers Dundalk versus Key 147,000 Rovers versus Milan 212,000 Dundalk versus Riga 75,000 Cork versus Rosenberg the two games 66, 69,000 okay so you can see that there's a huge that's average that's that the that's average the, that's uh, the average sometimes you get people with peak and all that yeah, that's the so average that's the average across average. the okay. board okay so we'll deal only here with averages we'll only yeah, here, yeah. deal here with averages so you've Cork Rosenberg that's getting an average of 66 or 69,000 and you've Rovers versus Milan which is getting 212,000 mm. okay Milan so are a big name well Milan and, and Zlatan was playing and it was all you know and it was and it was brilliant and that's what you want to see Dundalk versus Key not in the same league quite frankly excuse the pun but at 147,000 
I'm at seven forty-five kickoffs. Those games, some of those were six o'clock games. Correct. They? Yeah. So, so, so I met the League of Ireland clubs in the Aviva Stadium in late 2018 after I got the job, round about October, November time, uh, um, and and I said to them in broad terms, lads, in broad terms. If your product is over 100,000 of an audience, then you're flying. If it's between 50 and 100,000, legitimate questions will be asked. And if it's below 50,000, then quite frankly, you're in the drop zone because it's in a very, very competitive environment. And the RT scheduler and the RT people who are in charge of this, I don't just get to go, well, we drop that game in there and we'll have that there. There are competing elements there across multiple genres. So they're looking at the games and they say, right, okay, well, why are we continuing to do this? Or why would we do this when it's underperforming? So look at the league games. The, the, now, so, so we've done the European games, which ranged from 66 mm. to 212. Look at the league games. 61, 42, 47, 41, 47, 34. And are these Thor- kind of Friday? Are these, are these so, are the games this these season? These are the games this yeah. season on a Friday night. Prime time Friday night viewing. Albeit when a lot of League of Ireland fans are obviously at other games. But, but my point is, with, yeah. with the figures you show me there, why did you not show Bowes and Dundalk in Europe? These are the games people actually well, do want to watch. Yeah, but... Like but, everyone around the league will watch it and people who don't even watch League oh, of Ireland oh, will watch it, in my view. Okay, so, so, so there's two things. Number one, you have to be conscious of what was actually happening this summer in terms of, of the games that we're doing. Number two, we can devote all our resources to doing 15 or 16 European games. We then don't... League, league games, you mean, sorry? No, 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 no 15 European or 16 games. European okay, sorry, games yeah. like you're arguing Bose versus Vitesse Sorry, yeah. we don't then have the resources to do Sligo versus Pats or Derry versus Finn Harps mm. like this is not an ever a, 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 a never ending pot that we can dip into to say we'll do 16 games in Europe and we'll do another 16 games so can games you monetize you can monetize Rovers in Milan with few figures like that but not necessarily a, a lesser I, I, can, you, can I, you not sell that product well enough in the Viva Stadium say we can show this because we're not going to lose money on no, it no but I, like, I don't get involved in the commercial side of the house my job is, is, is purely editorial what okay. happens on the commercial side is nothing to do with me but, but are, you do th- have to answer if people aren't watching but there it. are people yes yeah. absolutely as should be the case doesn't and, matter what it is if it was Dermot Bannon building a house yeah. and it's not getting the view of numbers it's not going to sit at half nine on a Sunday night mm. you know if it's Champions League on a Tuesday night and it's not getting the numbers it's not going to sit there on a mm. Tuesday night if you get a prime time viewing slot uh, on a Friday night and your product delivers then you're elected if you get a primetime viewing for, uh, um, slot on a Friday night and your product doesn't deliver, it's perfectly legitimate for people to ask questions as to why are we continuing to do that product? You know, and you're now in an extremely competitive environment because the URC will come back on a Friday night. TG Cahar will have rugby running there. The soccer, and if, if, if the run into the League of Ireland title is not a competitive race between two or yeah, three teams, no. if Rovers are 12 points ahead with five games to go, it's not necessarily, and I've, don't get me wrong, I'm nothing against Rovers winning the league by no, no, whatever they're saying. But the, yeah. the point mm. is, it has to be competitive. Mm. So, 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 by the nature of that, that's that's what drives. It's a very, very competitive. But we don't have an, a, a, a never-ending pot that says let's do ten European games, but yes, let's also do the fifteen games. Look at the game last night. So the Ireland Republic of Ireland women's game against Australia only came to the table matter of weeks ago. And we said, yes, we will do it. That involves us making a decision to resource it in a particular way. So we show that game last night. That game last night averaged 100,000, and to your point, Dan, peaked at 171,000. It's not solely about the numbers, but you can't ignore the numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you've got to be conscious yeah. of that. So, 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 fair, so yeah. to just go back to my original point, I, 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 and like, the one thing we've actually discussed it here, I mean, I will say, like, yeah, the Bowes Pout game in the Aviva, like, you know, <laughs> you, you do come away from that stadium that night going, 
how was this game not on TV right yeah. now we've made this point here before if they'd lost 4-0 we might have had a different perspective and sometimes League of Ireland clubs need to win their way into the news cycle correct you know and if if those results were delivered next year I think it would be harder the year after if you to not justify covering correct. those games if you know what I mean I think I think we have to accept that as League of Ireland fans that for example, Shamrock Rovers Bratislava this year, the first leg, we had a discussion about this. Yeah, we were, they were, they were, I know you're talking about the home game, but the away game. No, the away they game, were 2 0 down, and if the penalty yeah, had gone in, they were 3 0 yeah. down, and everybody would have went, that, it would have that gone time's away. gone to bed. And it, sometimes it didn't, it didn't look good. Let, like, me, yeah. let me talk, sorry. And sometimes with women's sport, that can be the same, you know, low key against Spain when they lose, but then if they win, it's like, well, this game should be broadcast and so on. But mm-hmm. I just want to just nail something down here that, and I do accept that you can't budget for like 10 European games, it could all be knocked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could, all, they could all get dreadful draws and all be gone. And we know that can happen with the league. But if you do commit to doing a couple, does that mean it becomes 12 or 13 league games? You know, from the FBI's perspective, do they want their Tristity League games covered because their Tristity League are their sponsors? You know, are European games complicated to slot into the deal? Do they impact on your deal if you show a couple yes, of them? Yes, they do. Your, 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 your question's well-founded in the sense that, yes, they do absolutely yeah. eat into a budget. Because as I've said to you before, like there, there's, a, there's a budget there w- with regard to s- domestic soccer coverage. And we have to work on the balance of that. So in some cases, we may go, OK, well, that element is going to cover a European game. That may mean one game less in the league. But I go back to my point originally. If Shamrock Rovers are winning the game, winning the league, 12 points ahead with five games to go, yeah. the, 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 the onus to do those games are less than what they would be that if there was a dramatic title run on, on the yeah, way no, in I accept and that. everything was at play. I accept that. Now, one thing I would say about the European Games this summer, like, for example, recently on, um, on RT News Now, there was another 21 game yes. show away to Bosnia. Bosnia. I assume that was a training, it was a last minute job. I'm guessing there wouldn't have been a mad amount of cost involved with that, right? I don't think I'd be... Wrong to, to right speculate on, as Right much. on both counts. It, that, that was, we were literally negotiating. I think that kickoff was three o'clock, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm right. Yeah. We were literally sort of still working on that game at 11 a.m., which is why the, the publicity it, it on it was all about so last late. minute. Now, like Air Sport, for example, and we said so this podcast started with Air Sport, like they would have specialized in picking up a lot last of the, ditch. The, the last yes. ditch away games yes. in Europe for a modest amount of money. You know, I think <laughs> mm-hmm. you said. Would there not have been a possibility around the European games? Like, for example, when Bowes went away to Pauk, when there had been a massive interest in the first leg to give that game, even if it was just the RT News now and the RT player treatment, maybe for one or two of those away games in Europe, that yeah. you were getting a bit of heat. Not that you should just respond to heat. No, but there, but, but, no intention but, but, of it, but, but these games were... I, I track data in my, in my place of work in terms yeah. of readership of match reports and games. When the European clubs go well, all of a sudden it shoots up. And it struck me yeah. that the second leg, even away from home, could, could that have got the RT yeah, news well, now, RT player treatment? Yeah. Would that have involved a massive expense? Uh, no, would, have, would it have involved a massive expense? No. We also track the numbers in those games. Yeah. And we know what the viewing figures are for some of those games. So, okay. so, so let's not exaggerate that. But the Ireland uh, 21s game... Either. You know, would that have been yeah, the massive uh, numbers? Okay, like, let me let me deal with the let me deal with the yeah. first point, and then we'll come back to the under twenty one game because I'm I, I I think that's worth worth doing. Um, I I think the the nature of this discussion is all fueled by the summer that we've just had. Yeah. Okay. Now, what what people don't appreciate, and I don't necessarily expect them to appreciate because they don't know the nuances of the way companies work or organisations work. We have a small team, relatively speaking. Like, you know, you're not dealing with CNN here or, or, or Sky Sports or otherwise. 
we've just come out of a summer whereby we've done the Olympics, the Paralympics, the Euros, the GAA Championship, and an awful lot of other stuff thrown, mm. in, thrown in as well. You can't just go, right, lads, lash that up and it'll be grand. There still has to be a level of organisation. There still has to be commentators. There's still co-coms. There's still off-tube positions to be booked. We talked earlier on about people not travelling away, which has been driven by COVID. Mm. There still has to be. There's facilities. There's operations. You don't just walk into a booth down the corridor and go, right, lash up the feed there, lads. We'll put a com on it and stick it out on news. Now, it still takes a degree. When I said about dealing with the under-21 game in Bosnia and Herzegovina, we were trying to get that for about a week. At 11 o'clock that morning, we still didn't know whether the actual feed was going to come into the, into the building. Mm. You try telling people that they're going to see a game at 3 o'clock and then not deliver to it and then watch the level of abuse that you got. Mm. So, so I, I, I think, while I understand why this summer has fueled the discussion, I think this summer is not the basis on which people should be working because it's a summer like no other because of the events that I've mentioned previously. Like the level of organisation and logistics that are involved in putting out an Olympics, a Paralympics, a Euros and a GAA Championship as the four main blocks is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And, and like, you know, there's only so much that you can do. And again, I fully understand the expectation on the national broadcaster to step up. That only goes so far with the best will in the world. There are, there are other broadcasters that are, that are you know, not there. Yeah. They're mm. not there. No, and, and listen, and, and they, people acknowledge and, that point. And they didn't have to. And you, you have a responsibility when it comes to public money and stuff like that. Absolutely. Of course you do. But, I mean, listen, I had someone get on to me recently in the midst of the Bose, uh, in the Bose Pauk, you know, someone in, in an industry position who was pointing out, like, did you, you cover the Lions Tour in, the Lions Test in South Africa? For radio. For radio. Which News Talk already had the rights for those games. No, that's not correct. They were, they were doing commentary. They were co-exclusive so, yeah. so, or non-exclusive, depending on what, you want, what yeah. way you want to put well, it. You had a situation where there was, like, there, was, there was going to be radio commentary on two channels of that game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, in, there in was, the context of, of there was uh, going to be commentary it, on a different radio station to the national broadcaster, and I, as the head of sport, have an onus to look at something like the Lions and go, "Does the national audience that I serve in terms yeah. of RT Sport deserve to have that?" And and you, the answer to that was yes. So yeah. we sent Michael Corcoran to do the Lions, and if we were to make that decision again, we would absolutely send Michael Corcoran yeah. to cover the Lions, as we have done on every other Lions tour because of the level of Irish representation in that, because of the level of public interest in that. That's public service. Yeah. Again, it's, even if it's, it's already on a commercial st station, if you know what I mean, but, in the context of public service, to some people would say it's to see something that people won't be able to the, to hear or, or or watch otherwise. There, there should be a competitive environment within all broadcasting, whether it's TV, radio, or online. The day that the head of RT Sport steps back and goes, that's on another commercial radio station and we're not going to go mm. for it and it's a matter of national and international interest is the day that that individual, male, female or otherwise, should be fired no, out listen, the door. That's, yeah. a fair, that's a fair point. Of, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a point in the context of, you know, you have a, a limited budget. I think people who read the news will be aware that RT obviously have a limited budget. We have 60 you know, million to, uh, to find I, and I think cuts people, across people three years. And, but there are times, obviously, where you know, there are events that aren't being seen by a TV audience that people will turn to RTE as well and say, this, this is why there's more scrutiny on you than there is on the commercial yes, absolutely. stations. Like as, it, as it should be, Dan. I have no issue with that you know, whatsoever. And I have no issue with criticism. You see, this is, this, is, this is one of the points. There's no issue with criticism. Absolutely none. We should get it. We do get it. It's in the nature of the beast that, that, that it will come anyway. And, and some of it is perfectly legitimate. The point is, there's an onus on me to explain why we do what we do. 
there's also an onus on me to debunk some of the myths that are out there. Like, we were offered games for free yes, and sorry. we turned you, them can, down. Can you deal with that now, actually? Because we said we'd come back to that. With Bose and the... That, that line. Yeah, so so the nature of the, the Bose offer, per se, it, it was that there was one conversation involving a member of the Bose uh, management team, not, not management team as in soccer team, but the, the Bose club with a member of the RT staff. That was relayed to me on the basis of, would we be interested? Now, remember, this is before a ball was ever kicked in Europe. Would we be interested in taking the Bose game? The response that I gave back to the member of RT Sport which was relayed back to Bose was, we'll do what we've done consistently for the last number of years. We will follow the champions in Europe in the Premier competition, Rovers, in the Champions League or otherwise. And whenever their interest ends, we will then see what's available, which is exactly what we did last year with with Rovers versus Milan and exactly what we've done the two, three years previously with regard to Dundalk and with regard to Cork versus Rosenberg. There was no approach made to my office. There was no, no, no indication of the game's being made available for free, there was an expression, a conversation which said, would RTE be interested in taking the Bose games? Yeah. Mm. And, 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 we, and, and the message went back is, we'll deal with Rovers first, which is what we consistently have done. And when Rovers, when we figure out what, what the story is with Rovers, then we look at all the other games. Now remember, we didn't know they were playing Park or Vitesse or anybody else at that stage. We didn't know that there was going to be 12, 15 games or whatever. Yeah, what yeah. we did know is that we had the Euros in, in, involved. Go back to the Slovan game. 2-0 down, Manus scores the pen, or saves the penalty. That could have been 3-0. Second leg, utterly redundant. So, so, so that's the story with regard to, to, to the Bose yeah. e- element. But Rovers Bratislava wasn't shown at home because... That it was, was just, the, the, it was after, but no, what the, the way they wanted to change the, the time yeah. as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but no. The, so, so, so with regard to Rovers and Dan, you can correct me if I go wrong here. The first round clashed with the Euros. The second round they got a bye. The third round we wanted to cover, but we needed the game played at five o'clock because yeah. we were in the Olympics yeah. uh, mm. and Rovers couldn't facilitate that. Fully accept that. Yeah. It's the, the 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 absolute decision lies with them. We could have shown that game at five o'clock. We had a deal done on the table as in there's the offer it just needs to be a five o'clock mm. kickoff we can't do it at 7.45 we can't do it at eight o'clock if you can do it at five o'clock you've got RT2 that was brought back to the club by the agent and, and it wasn't acceptable with regard to Rovers Rovers and Dundalk deal through the same agent Yeah, I was in conversation with that individual before and after every single European draw. So even before the draw was made. Okay. So the draws are traditionally made on a Thursday or Friday, depending on games being played and all that kind of stuff and whether. So like I would phone on the Tuesday and say, we'll talk to you after the draw is made and let's see who's away and who's at home and all that kind of stuff. And the agent knows that the policy is we deal with the champions first and then we look at the other games. And that's and that's all okay, but, like, but for, yeah, well, to, to, but when Rovers were knocked out of the Champions League this year, they went into the same competition as the other clubs. Yes, like for example, last year, but when you show Shamrock Rovers AC Milan, the champions in theory were Dundalk, yeah. who were playing in Andorra that night. Now I'm not insane, of course, you know, like Shamrock <laughs> Rovers Milan yeah. is the game. But once Rovers were knocked out, they were in the same yeah, competition had, as Bowes and Dundalk. Yes, but we had done we in previous seasons we had done the champions first. We'd already showed the champions in the, you, in the opening so round. So you're saying it's because you hadn't shown the we champions. Had, we hadn't shown time. Rovers. Yeah, okay, we hadn't okay. shown Rovers this year. And and again, to be consistent with the policy that's there, which I absolutely stand over, is my view is. The onus is on us to show the champions in the Premier competition. And if we can't get to them in the Premier competition, then we show them in the first available competition. Once they are gone, then absolutely we look at the other games. 
But again, you've got to look at this summer as a whole, yeah, not and, in isolation. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's fair. Just do, do you go to many football games, like interest, like in terms of Ireland games or League of Ireland games, or? I, I I go to some. I don't yeah. go. I don't go on a weekly basis because my my work and family situation don't allow me. But but if you're asking, have I been to Daly Mount? Have I been to Oriel mm. Park? Have I been to the showgrounds? Yes, absolutely. You do went I go, to any of the Euro games, do, the European games? You say this summer. Do I go? I was at the. Yes, I was. I was at the semi final. Um, of the Euros. Oh, sorry, you wanted any of the League of Ireland teams in Europe? This, no. Okay. No. no so, so just, just a broad point. Like, so I, I write match reports for RTE on the website. Yeah. I, I, I generally have very little fault with the online coverage, I think. They cover every Premier Division game um, and I know that comes at a cost. I'm a freelance journalist. They have to pay me, for example. But I think we're in a dangerous situation here where you have a scatter of managers basically coming out against RTE having Stephen Bradley saying forget about RTE. They don't have any love for us. You've Keith Long coming out with comments. I don't, I don't generally feel any real love from RTE for our product. And this goes back to Soccer Republic, its demise, scatter of mistakes week after week after week that were basically unchecked. We all make mistakes, but the product was almost let to, left run into the ground. I thought that was very disappointing because now we don't have any highlight show. And I don't feel any love that's there. I follow racing. I think there's perfect love for horse racing in Ireland on RTE. Gaelic Games, obviously, it's intrinsically there. I don't feel any love for our product. It's almost like we have to show this, show it, get it out of the way, move. On. No, that's, I, that's what I feel, oh, and I think I reflect a lot of people in that. Okay, uh, okay, I, I I hear what you're saying. I fundamentally disagree with it, and mm. I disagree with it on the following basis. Let's take domestic soccer as a whole. We do the 15 games in the league. We do the three in the cup. We we cover the European games when we can. And there's, I've, I've said to you, Cork through Rosenberg through Dundalk through Rovers through Rovers again this season is there. We're doing more under-21 games than we've ever done before. We're doing more women's games than we've ever, ever done before. We did the Australia game last night. We're doing the, the qualifiers for them. We're doing the qualifiers for the under-21s. We did the Bosnia-Herzegovina game. What we're doing uh, frantically, as in on an ongoing basis, is trying to get the exposure of those tournaments. We talked earlier on about doing the under-17 and under-19 mm. tournaments. I think it was under 19. I'm open to correction. No, it was, it was, it was, I, I try to think that under 19 one was the one with Joe Hodge, I think. I think, but actually it doesn't matter. Really. Right, well, was, but, the, but the point yeah. is we're, we're doing that. A number of those tournaments that we also would have done that the Republic of Ireland would have been involved in have been cancelled because of COVID. You've got to take domestic soccer as a whole. It's not just the League of Ireland. There is the women's team there. There is the under 21s. There is the 17s. There is the 19s. And there's the senior squad. There's also 150 games that we did for Watch LOI when nobody could go to games, which people very, very conveniently like to push aside or like to criticise Watch LOI because it wasn't of the standard that they wanted it to be. Mm. It didn't have enough cameras on it. It didn't have enough replays. It didn't have enough eyeballs. That's the other thing that people refuse to acknowledge or fail to acknowledge. And, what, and, and, and the issue that will come back was, well, the product wasn't good enough to generate the numbers. Well, the numbers weren't good enough to justify the production of the product to the level that other people wanted to do. RTE Sport produced 150 live games over two seasons when people couldn't go. Now, yeah. to, to your point, no, just hang on a second. To your point in terms of public service and not showing love for the game, nobody else stepped up to the mark on that one because that, that, that whole initiative, right or wrong, good or bad or otherwise, goes back to a conversation involving myself and Niall Quinn. Uh, and then uh, Gary Owens was brought to the table, people in RT were brought to the table, and the GAA were brought to the table. So there were 150 games covered mm. when people couldn't go to games. Mm. And people will point out that there were, they'll say a 10, I will argue it was about five games that crashed and burned. We had a camera sat down in Cork, we had a decoder sat down in Dublin, which cost us another game out of Cork, and Cork suddenly felt there's no love in RTE for the League of Ireland. There were 150, 150 games covered by RTE 
Where was everybody well, else? On, on that Where point, was anybody on that else? Point, yeah, uh, to be honest, like, and I've made this point, it's not like Virgin, TG Car, Sky, etc. falling over themselves to rival you. And um, I, was, I was disappointed anecdotally with the figures for Watch LOI. I think the point has been made that watching the product on your laptop with nobody in the ground was kind of crap. And it's not really... I, I, the worry is the service, but I, I wasn't blaming RT. I, I was disappointed in League of Ireland fans because they thought they're not spending any money on the football club and they're basically not going to spend what was a nominal fee for this. So I was disappointed. I spoke to someone last Friday, this is a classic one, who was watching the Dundalk Finn Harps game. And I was like, oh, where are you watching it? Watching it in the pub. The pub has it on. And I was thinking... Yeah, it, was full, it was a fiver. Full pub in a, in a, in a particular town yeah. watching a game. You, you know, like if all of those people yeah. had gone home and put their fiver, yeah. In it, so, so it I, I, I do, I do, but I, I get you on deck, and, and like I think um, streaming is in its infancy, and I think it, it's going to become obviously bigger and bigger and so forth. But you did say, I can genuinely say there is no number. This is um, an interview that you gave kind of prior to it with Sport for Business. You said, I can genuinely say there is no number. People get obsessed with the numbers before something is even giving birth to. We need to be realistic, approach this in a fair manner, give it a fair wind. I see some of the commentary saying this will take a number of years to bed down. You can't just judge this one on the initial period. I think that's fair. Yeah. And in fairness, it is like, it's literally a year. And like, this is stuff with no crowd at it. It yeah. was it was, it was was hard to watch at times any sport without a crowd. So I think you're you're jumping the gun there and saying the figures were crap because it wasn't given time to bet f- in. F- no, f- firstly... Which I'm paraphrasing. First, firstly, I didn't say the figures were crap. <laughs> well, they were, to be Se- fair. Secondly, the point is, the very nature of streaming should be at its height when people can't go to games. Mm. When people can go to games, the diehards will go to the games. Mm-hmm. Some of the floating audience will go to the games. So if, if, if streaming is ever going to work, it should be real, really when people can't go to games. So if the numbers don't add up then, then if you put 1,500 or 2,000 people or 2,500 or whatever it is into a ground, what do you think the streaming numbers are going to look like? The second point is, to go back to the first point that you made in relation to your last question was... Let me take you back to the conversation with Niall Quinn, which gave birth to Watch LOI. Streaming oh, and so on. Yeah, okay. And Niall Quinn, to his, to his credit, went, the Irish footballing family will watch this and they will buy into it and the Irish diaspora will buy into it and they'll do all that kind of stuff, okay? It simply didn't happen. Yeah, but, I, I, be, but hang, be, hang on, Jenny. No, hang on. So Niall Quinn is not from the League of Ireland. No, family. no, but, but, but the, the, the point remains the same. Mm. The point remains that... I've, I've given you the figures, 42, 47, 41, 47, 34 with regard to League of Ireland games this year. Liverpool and United will do, on a bad night, 250,000 mm-hmm. and 300,000. Yeah. The Republic of Ireland against Portugal will do half a million. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a massive disparity there mm-hmm. between the Irish footballing family. The women's international last night got 100,000, peaked at 170,000. That's mm-hmm. great. I think that's fantastic in terms of numbers. I think it's great for the next generation of girls that are coming along. I think what Louise Quinn and Vera Pau and Katie McCabe and the rest of the team did after the game last night is inspirational with regard to bringing yeah. people along. But the point is, the Irish footballing family, as defined in the broadest sense... Do not back the League of Ireland. I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you. In, in terms of the might in Europe, but I feel you were bruised and I suppose, if not bruised, reinforced by how bad the figures no. were for Watch LOI. No. I think it reinforced no, no, your I'm, kind no, of... No, I'm going to cut across you there because again... You this, don't really this, have a love for the league. No, no. You're, you I, yourself personally. Me personally? Yeah, like you're, you're, you weren't a Monday United fan, obviously, because nobody was. You come from a county that doesn't have League of Ireland. You're one of many people in this country who has no love for the league because there's no local club and it was not something that was in your life. It's and I'm not blaming you for that. It, it, but it's, it's got... Like, with, it with, does, though, because like, it, it does because you don't have the love for it. <laughs> with and re- you run RT Sport. Well, hang on a second. Yeah. With, with respect, number one, you're making an awful lot of assumptions. Number, number two, professionally, it, do, it doesn't matter two hoots. 
it's not worth a ball of snow to paraphrase badly John Hume in terms of mm. what I care about. Okay? I've, I've never played hockey in my life. I've never been to a hockey match in my life. It doesn't mean I'm not going to put hockey on the table. Yeah. And when the women's world team were qualifying for the World Cup or going to the Olympics, my job is to put the best of sport, Irish sport, on the TV. Okay? Now, you look at the best of sport this year. Off the top of my head, Kelly Harrington, Rachel Blackmore, Ke- uh, N- uh, Ellen Keane, Nicole Turner. Uh, Patrick Ke- McElhenney and Ke- Bowes Polk. Yeah, but, but, the, but the point is... It, it's got nothing to do with what my personal preferences mm. are. It's actually quite insulting with the best will in the world as to what my personal preferences are. Sort of, you know, this, this sense that because I grew up in Monaghan and because I didn't follow Monaghan United, I've got news for you. Nobody followed Monaghan <laughs> United. Because the, la- the la- lads arrived in a bus from Dublin and got on the bus and fecked off back to Dublin and there was no local in- initiative with regard to it. That's why Monaghan United... What's that why Monaghan United yeah. failed? So, so the sense that I have some personal agenda here with regard to because this is what I get in terms of Dan's feedback and if Dan went through my personal Twitter account he'll find this out oh he's from a gap in the ditch in Monaghan like with the best will in the world lads I have a professional integrity which means I put the best sport that is available to us on the TV whether that's rowing swimming gymnastics uh, uh, whatever code you, you care. And well, we, I'm not saying and, that in a disparaging we, way at all because I'm saying there's it. large swear, swear parts of this country who do not watch the League but of Ireland. No, but, 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 but you very much, you very much so, sort of said that I don't have any love for the, for the League of Ireland and this is reflective of what RT does. I'll take you back to the point. The Watch LOI initiative came from me to Niall Quinn, then went to RTE, mm. then went to the GAA. 150 games. It wouldn't have happened. The under-21s, I spend an awful lot of my time trying to flip feeds with different broadcasters to say, we're doing the Georgia match. Can we contact Georgia and can we get that game reciprocated on the basis of no rights fee, technical fees, we'll swap the signal in order to enhance the coverage. So the idea that somehow I am professionally against soccer is quite frankly insulting and it's also false. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, like, I think to be fair, you know, uh, from my experience of dealing with, if, if the figures were high, people in your position want stuff to get good figures it's not just about the numbers it's not about the numbers I also know there's a balance between the numbers and the responsibility but I think if to be fair if I will say this as someone who would have been critical of aspects of the European stuff but I also know if there was 150,000 people watching every League of Ireland game, I don't think we'd probably be having this discussion. I think the discussion we'd be having is, can we do, instead of doing 15 next season, can, can, can we, we do, do more? 20? Yeah. But, but can I ask yeah. you then, just with those figures that you, you, you referenced there, and with your previous, um, I suppose, your classification of, of, of yeah. figures, like is the League of Ireland potentially in the drop zone? Yeah, no, I knew you were going to go there. No, the reality of it is it's not, because again... I believe in the public service remit of RTE to cover the sports within Ireland. Soccer is a very important sport. We do that. I could have, over the course of the last three years, reduced that level of commitment if we wanted to, because we yeah. would have said we could particularly do it now. Because, as I said, there ain't a list of broadcasters standing at the door ready to take over the League of Ireland. We have made commitments and we have had discussions with the FAI at the highest level to say, look, we want to back your product. We want to do the best for your product. There are certain things that you need to do. But the product is not just one component part. You're not doing the, the best for the product. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're, not, you're, not do, you're not doing the best for the product. It's, it's very short, like the run-up to games. It's not the best for the product. Uh, what's it's not, what's it's not, short? The, it, there were scattered, uh, there were so many mistakes on this product uh, over the last few years. You're not doing the best for the what, League of Ireland. What, what's Air, short did, on the Air, Air, Air were a far better promo- promoter How, okay. of the League of Ireland. Air were a far better promoter of the league. When they showed the games, they did more. They did more backup. They did more. They did more backup. No, they didn't. They did more kind of like 
Did you, Dan, you okay, worked for ask, Aya. Ask, you take that ask, one. Ask, ask, ask anyone who's watched I'm Aya. asking Dan, who okay. worked for Aya, and that Dan can answer your question, because he'll probably do it in, listen, in a moment. You're not doing the best for the Listen, okay, listen, let's just bring this, let's just bring this discussion back. There's, 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 there's there's various points within this, right? I think, like, a, a, certainly a frustration. We've had questions from people, so this yeah. is we have questions from the the audience here. I think one, one reference, and I I can't fact check fact check this off the top of my head, but they were saying why is the build up on Friday night fifteen minutes re- relative to like thirty five minutes in other sports or whatever? Like, what are your restrictions around the coverage on Friday? Night? I, I think with air, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't think we can really go into that comparison because there's a very different. I'm patch. happy for like, you too, like, Dan. Like, like, I mean, because I, you know what doesn't stack. Up, like I, I, I know from having watched Dublin Mayo recently, and I'm not a particularly GEA fan. And I went into Casino Royale not long after the uh, uh, the the, the full time whistle. Like you know, there's obviously scheduling implications mm-hmm. that a RG will have that an Airsport won't have in terms of timing. So I, I, I don't think that that would particularly be the way I would take this discussion personally. But. Um, I think he just saved you there, Johnny. No, but I, I, no, I'm not going to agree on that. Actually, no, well, but, yeah. no. I, I, I listen. There are some questions. I, I would say that in terms of the coverage this year, like you moved the resources away from the highlights Soccer Republic yeah. passage to concentrate on the right. uh, the Friday night package. You got yeah. the stuff put into every ground. Correct. So you could do the goals. With streaming though, can you do goals after games now from other, yeah. from other games? Yeah. But after and the Sligo uh, Pats game recently, there was no goals and, from the other matches. And we, and we made the, 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 the goals available to all the clubs, which was one of the great criticisms that we had that we used to hold them until a Monday night and the clubs could use them uh, uh, Yeah, as, but as at the moment to. though, like with the Friday night soccer, you can't, can you go around the grounds after the games and show the goals? We could. You could, yeah. You could. There's nothing to stop it. Like it didn't happen with the Sligo Pats game no. recently. I wonder was there streaming implication? It was actually a question I had myself. Is there, with I, the, I, uh, I, is I, there implications with that? I, because because the Soccer Republic isn't there now. Yeah. A because of figures, but B because you were also diverted those resources into these yeah. into these Friday night broadcasts. Yeah. But like as someone who recorded the Sligo Pats game myself, I went home last week thinking I would see the goals from the other games didn't see them yeah. and then I was thinking okay well this package that we we went towards is now a slightly diminished version of that that's just that's just an opinion I would yeah, have we, we, around that we, we didn't discuss it with the FAI I don't think in fairness and I obviously I don't speak for the FAI yeah. I don't think there would be an issue with the FAI allowing us to show those okay, goals with okay. regard to the fact that they're on LOI TV uh, or, or, or otherwise um, but but it, it still comes back to this so let's deal with the, the build up of 15 minutes uh, yeah. most of our build ups are half an hour Sometimes they are 15 minutes. But again, lads, look at the the reality of it is if the product is such that the public demand it and want it, you're going to have a bigger build-up. A million people watched the All-Ireland Football Final. There was an hour and a half of a build-up. That's why. Because 300,000 will watch for an hour and a half before the ball's thrown in. And then it will peak at a million. And then 400,000 will watch the post-match analysis for as long as we will run it. The biggest frustration that if you were to talk to the GAA team within my department would say... We're, we're rushed off air. We're constantly yeah. out the gate. We have to take three commercial breaks. We can't get the post-match managers interview in. You know, you've seen this with regard to even the internationals and stuff like that. We're desperate to try and get the interviews done to get everything And, and you have to go. No, that's, that's and, the And, and, and we're that's getting rushed off air. That's so the difference it's, it's not the true, channels, it's not tr- yeah, yeah, it's not true that we do 15 minutes. On occasions, we do 15 minutes. But if the demand was there for the product, we do 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. As I say, like there, there's also so much padding. 
I got a, I got a complaint after the All-Ireland Football Final that there was an hour and a half of padding before the ball was actually thrown <laughs> in. And I look, at the num- I look at the numbers and they go, well, 350,000 people were watching that hour and a half. Yeah. So, and yeah. I, 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 think, I think you've done great work in terms of some of your decisions with some of the people who are on RT and some who aren't. <laughs> I completely agree with you on that. But De- Declan, like going forward, like this 15 games model, like it's just, it's, it just can't really ever work because there's never going to be a pattern there whereas to say, um, you know, or could we move games to like a Thursday night when there's no other game on and Thursday night is your League of Ireland live night could we do something because we all want better viewing figures but like the 15 game I, model is obviously flawed but then if you have like say you have 20,000 people or whatever it is 25,000 League of Ireland fans at a game on a Friday night they're obviously not going to watch the game live so but, what can we do in terms of so, making this so what can the FBI do so, to make so, your point so, yeah. so if we cover a game on a Monday night well, there's only the, only one game on on the Monday night. Are mm. you telling me that our numbers go up by 25, 30,000? Obviously I'm te- not. Because I'm telling you, historically, yeah. they don't. But, but, but And you go back to the Watch LOI product. Mm. One of the problems with the Watch LOI product was, despite the fact that you were getting all the games for the equivalent of a euro, the, 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 was the, the reality of it was the Pats fan wasn't watching Bowes versus Derry. The Derry mm. fan wasn't watching Rovers versus Waterford. The Waterford fan wasn't watching. How do you know that? Because the numbers are there and we, we see them in terms of the people who, subs- who, who signed up, the, the season pass ticket numbers who were there, the number of streams that were going out. They simply weren't. And if they were, they were watching them in tiny numbers. I, I think you're hitting at a very interesting point because we, we're, we're very insecure as League of Ireland people, as <laughs> League of Ireland fans. But no, it's a very interesting point in that people may not necessarily watch other clubs within the league itself and we have an awful lot of they work to do. They didn't support their Sport, they didn't. They, which did give they didn't support their sport. coverage. But and I, I'm not like I, I. I'm not coming here on, on a very like I'm on one side of this argument or the other because I know we've massive problems in League of Ireland. As I mentioned when I looked at the map last night, it was like holy shit. We've the size of Northern Ireland here in one area with nothing. So I know, and they, that they don't even have a League of Ireland uh, ground. Not to mind Galway United fans whether they watch Rovers or Pats. But what what can we do? Like what can the FEI do to say? Don't like as people would see it. Don't treat this as something you have to show. Show it as if you want to. Johnny, show you're still it. coming at it from the perspective of this is something team. that we have to show. No, no of our, our yeah. commitment is there. It has been there it, consistently, it, it, and it is it, it is continuing to grow. And, and, like, and all the young part, players now are part, in Ireland, for example. So all the young Irish players until they're 18 are more or less in Ireland. So there's a massive kind of growth area for the League of Ireland, like women's sport. I think which is fantastic. The women's sport, we're not seeing it yet in the figures, but there's such a growth area in young kids coming through. Kevin Zeffy's played in the League of Ireland already. Um, you know, we've had young kids who are going abroad playing the. League of Ireland, Evan Ferguson's playing the League of Ireland already. These stars are a narrative and they're a story. So I think RT like could see that there's a lot more there going forward, and we're only at the but, I, but, we're only at the start you, for revolution. But, but, I would hope. But you seem to be laying an awful lot of this at the door of RTE. What can as, we do as, better? As if we, what can we do better? I, I've already told you. Number one, the grounds need to be a, 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 of a nature whereby it's a good family experience. Mm. You asked me before about going to games. I've been to multiple games in Oriel Park. 10, 15, 20 games in Oriel Park. Not good. Your words, but I'm not going to disagree. Okay, yeah. so where's the family experience there? It Se- also looks bad on TV. Second, well, so one feeds the other. Secondly, in terms of a competitive title race, you have got to have in a 10, 12 team league, whatever the level is going to be on any given five year period or 10 year yeah, period. Yeah, but you'd show the you, Premier League if Man City were running away with it. Like, so that's not really relevant. Like, and it's, it's, it's but relatively that, but competitive. That, okay, you know but it is absolutely been, relevant. No, but it's been relatively competitive anyway. And it's still competitive. It hasn't been competitive enough. Ah, nobody, nobody is going to suggest that the league has been competitive yeah, enough. Like, over the last with all due respect to the FAI, they can't make the league like Shamrock Rovers not better. We, there has okay, to be more okay, than okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. 
Well, but see, there's there's, there's, there's layers to both exactly. that points there. Um, like I would say though, you know, if you're talking about like the facilities, this comes back to my point. You know, you say there's a responsibility to show X amount of clubs. Part of me wonders if cynically there should just be a targeting of the big games. And as a case of saying, if your stadium's not up to it, then we're not mm. showing you on TV, mm. which isn't a popular move. No. But does that present and make a better product? You, well, you know, uh, well. Potentially so, but good luck selling that to either the FAI or indeed the clubs, because like uh, you know, no, I accept that. To, to, it's like, diplomatically the, 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 difficult. The, the, the argument, the argument that you know the Waterford players or uh, you know the Derry players don't you know train as hard as the Shamrock Rovers players or the Bowes players and don't deserve the same level of coverage. If you're not in the top four, we're not covering you. That argument doesn't stack up. There, there is one point, Dan. In all seriousness, that I want want to make here yeah. with, with with regard to the broader discussion. And as I said. Ortiz is not immune from criticism. I'm not immune from criticism. There's an argument that there should be criticism, and, and, and that's rightly so. Don't have a problem with that. There's also a line with regard to that criticism. That line has been overstepped this season with regard to some of the, the chanting and some of the um, uh, behaviour with regard to RTE personnel on site and people who are engaged by RTE who are not necessarily RTE staff. Do you have examples there? Yeah. Th- there are a number of examples over the last number of weeks whereby some of those who have been operating for RTE, working for RTE, not necessarily RTE staff, but working okay. for RTE or working with RTE, have felt uncomfortable at best with regard to some of the behaviour that is emanating out of the stands. That's a very serious there point. There was a game at Tallis Stadium in mind mm. here. Is that, is that one that was chance from behind the goal? Yeah, mm. look... You maybe don't want to go down to that role. No, I'm not going into, into the specifics, but there are two games, two recent games. Now... Fans will chant the nature of things. We've seen this everywhere across the world. Like fans chant and, and sections of fans have their chants and that's fine. If it stays a chanting and it, 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 it stays against the corporate entity, then that's one thing. When it starts to target individuals or when it starts to make people feel uncomfortable when they're doing their professional duty in covering the league that everybody argues should be covered, needs to be covered and deserves to be covered, mm. then that crosses the line. Yeah. Did you contact the clubs about that in, in the nature of like, well, your fans are actually being intimidating here towards our personnel? Uh, yeah, I, I, need, I need to be conscious of the language here, here, Johnny. I'm not holding the clubs responsible for their fans. It's yeah, not, well, hungry fans, so, hungry being banned now because yes, of their fans. Uh, so, uh, do you know uh, what I mean? The, like? the hungry F- Yes, the club, the clubs have been, have been contacted, and the FAI have been contacted with regard to it. Like you know, we're not dealing with snowflakes here. There are people who go about their daily work, and they understand the nature of the atmosphere that that takes them into. There are also lanes that cannot be crossed. And I agree on that. But the sad thing now is that we have a situation where after this summer, the relationship has soured badly. And I, I don't know the what the answer to this But the, the relationship between who? The relationship between... The League of Ireland fans and, F- and RTE. Oh, oh, okay, but the relationship between RTE and the FAI is sound. The relationship between RTE and the clubs is sound. The relationship between RTE and, I would say, fair-minded fans is perfectly sound. I think anybody who listens to this and understands both sides of the argument, and I've said we're not immune from criticism, I understand the European argument. I understand the European argument, particularly in the context of the summer that RT Sport have had. Sure, yeah. What I'm saying is, you can understand it, but there comes a point whereby you do not cross that line. Yeah, we're journalists yeah, you, and we, I've, we've no, all okay, gotten okay. criticism. So, like, so yeah. you say just it's not in the drop zone. So for 2020, 
two are we looking at sort of something similar again or is there a broader discussion to be had with the FAI I think I, 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 like we discuss with the FAI on an ongoing basis and we'll continue to have those discussions I think you know w- we look at it Dan I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be more it's going to be less okay. it's going to be the same you wouldn't expect me to do that no. what I'm saying is that RTE has a commitment to domestic soccer and Irish soccer as a whole yeah. and we will continue to do that and we are utterly consistent in our approach. Like, uh, again, an awful lot of this has stemmed out of the European Games this summer. Okay, so the deal is, is, the, is there a deal to be done at the end of the season, if you know what I mean? Is there a current <laughs> contract up? Like, is there talks to be had over the winter? Just, just where actually is, is it at in yeah, terms of, yeah, there, there's, there's discussions to come? There's discussions to come. Okay. And, 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 and RTE, as you would expect, will enter into those discussions and begin to sound slightly corporate and slightly managed. No, no, but, but we'll, no, en- we'll enter into those discussions in the same open-minded way. And we will make exactly the same points that I've made here today to the FAI. But the FAI are acutely aware of those points because we've been making them for probably 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. You know, so, so it, it's not fundamentally different. Okay. okay. But, but what I will say, Dan, is in the round, remember the women's game, remember the under-21s, you know, remember the 17s and 19s. It's not just about one individual product. No. Irish soccer is not limited to one individual product. No, I appreciate that. But I, I guess the point is, do you understand where some of the anger comes from when there's a four-month window, which I've said it's... There's there's many reasons for that. It's the deal. It's negotiated. It's the other broadcasters don't don't step up to the mark. But do you understand as a principle where that comes from? Absolutely. Where there's, I've, where there's no highlights. I've I've said fo- program at all. I, you know, like it's, I, it's. I've said repeatedly that I understand where that comes from. I don't fundamentally disagree with that, but I've also set out the rationale with regard to why that is the case. Mm. Okay. Not only uh, this year. I just have a couple more questions. Well, well, okay, I was going to go to... Very, just very brief. Okay, well, I was going to go to some listeners' questions. Yeah, so then. just r- rough, roughly, how much does the game in the showgrounds cost, we'll say, the other day? Like, Sligo Pats, how much does that cost in terms of sending a load of people there? Because airs, airs seem to do it, but I, obviously air isn't here anymore, so I don't know, like... We're back. Do you know what I mean? So, like, how much does that cost? I'm genuinely... genuinely I'll bring you in here again, Dan. Um, it costs uh, multiple tens of thousands. To go to a League of Ireland to game. To go to a League of Ireland yeah. game, to, to, to do it. So, and, and it depends. We can scale that up. So, for example, when we did the Rovers game, we put in 18-yard cameras because we, we decided that the nature of that game merited... The Milan addition. game, is it? Yeah. No. no the, oh. the, the, the last Rovers game. Sorry, Sorry yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, on the basis of uh, that game merited. And if there was... Like, that was, that was to get them over the line into, into mm. really, really lucrative stages. If there was a decision in that game you know, that was crucial. We wanted to be able to reflect that as, as, as we do. So we scale up the spec of the OB uh, and that, that will cost us more money. And my, my other question is like, I, I love the League of Ireland highlight show. Um, I actually was my favourite show when I was growing up. I'm, I'm going to admit that. Then I got into League of Ireland. I love the League of Ireland highlight show. Is there any prospect of League of Ireland highlight show coming back? Because um, personally, I think also it's a better product advertisement than live games because no. you get the best. No, you're fundamentally wrong with regard to audience behaviour. So that's your personal preference no, and I absolutely no, sorry, get that. I'm just that. saying in terms of like the advertising because it's obviously the highlight so it's the best of rather than, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, 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 but the, the world has changed, Johnny. There are, mm. two, there are two premium products that remain in terms of highlights. There's match of the day and there's the Sunday game. Okay? 
the world of sport is now live sport. It's either you're watching it live, that's the experience, or 60 seconds later... It's dead on a Monday night. 60 se- it's dead an hour later mm. because you're seeing it on your phone. Like, you know, or you've, you've got... You, uh, in some cases, you've got a dodgy stream of a vine that shows you that Mo Salah scored or Patrick mm. McElhenney scored or whoever it is scored. The point is highlights are no longer the product that they once were because the nature of broadcast has taken over from that. So if you gave me a magic pot of an extra 100,000 to do more domestic coverage, you would do more live games, even though they're generating an audience that is not sufficient. So three, it's still 10 times more gotcha. than the audience for the highlight show. Oh, fair, so 365 days a year, bar 15 live games that you're obliged to show, there's no League of Ireland coverage whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> nothing no magazine show Three, no discussion 365 nothing. days of the year there isn't domestic soccer going on Johnny secondly with regard to the 15 games that we're obliged to show as you like to, to, to use we're not obliged to show them we show them on merit I've already set out that we did 150 games more women's more under 21's more seniors more 17's more 19's so your argument doesn't stack up with regard to the radio coverage, with regard to the online coverage that you contribute to that you didn't have a problem with 10 minutes ago. That's my job. That, yeah, absolutely. I have no problem. Good journalism means asking good questions. It also means hearing the answers. I haven't read my match report. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your words, not mine. The point is, we do an awful lot of League of Ireland coverage. You know the personnel that are involved in RT coverage. Tony O'Donoghue, Damien O'Mara, Ed Leahy. Uh, uh, Rory Houston mm-hmm. all these guys who are deeply deeply passionate about their own clubs whether it's Bose or Schlegel Rovers or Shamrock Rovers or James O'Toole Derry or whoever it is so the idea again that somehow that there are either personal issues with regard to the League of Ireland professional issues with regard to the League of Ireland our coverage is extensive show me who matches it show me who comes close show me who's in the game full stop mm. But you have a highlight show, obviously, the Sunday game. You, you cover rugby in terms of against the head and all that. So you've, yeah. you've stuff around the games. So pretty much in soccer, full stop, there's nothing but live stuff now. Is that right? In television terms? In RT, like. In television yeah. terms. Yeah. So it's just live. So there's no... The biggest participation... It's just live. So, but there's no, nothing else apart from but that. But it's just live. No, but there's no highlights. There's no magazine show. There's... Is that not slightly strange? The biggest participation sport in the country? The biggest participation sport in the country is covered extensively in terms of live product. Mm. If the numbers don't stack up, Johnny, you don't continue to pour more public money in my role mm. after more public money. It has to stack up. The numbers do not, are not the sole arbitrary factor here. Equally, they cannot be ignored. There is a public purse there that says... Sport is vitally important to the national interest. Sport is what we do. Sport, we do better than anybody else. It's not RTE arrogance. That's just RTE policy in terms of we try and do it better than everybody Mm. else. We cover domestic soccer extensively. And we look at every single uh, rowing, hockey, gymnastics, show jumping. You know, we have to cover a broad spectrum. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Domestic soccer is not neglected. Okay, so listen, we, 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 we are tight on time here, so does, we, just, we have a, quite a lot of listener questions. I think, to be fair, we've covered a lot of the, the headings um, in, in various... So we'll try and keep the answers short on this. I sort of... We, people might already from listening will know the answers to some of these already. Is it possible to so have... It's like a quick-fire run. Let's go yeah. quick-fire enough. As quick as you can. Quick-fire enough. Is it possible to have a League of Ireland highlight show that 
go straight to the RTE player as opposed to live TV. I, you know, a pa- this is from Liam Regan Grammar is, you know, a, a package that could just go on the player, yeah, the, the, you know, the, for example. The, the answer to that is, yeah, everything is possible. Everything costs money. And, and, and you have to, you get to the point whereby you go, does the investment there justify the return there? Okay. What, what were the viewing figures for the GA Club Championship matches that RTE showed in 2019-2020? How would they compare to League of Ireland matches? A bad game will do 100,000. A decent game will do anything above that, depending on the time slot when it is. If you pay... Let me give you an example. Kilkenny don't have floodlights in, in Kilkenny, in Nolan yeah. Park or otherwise. So if we take a game from the Kilkenny Club Championship, it's going to play at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. That's not going to generate a huge audience. If you put a game in from the Tyrone County Championship as we did last year or the Cork Hurling Championship at 7.45 on a Saturday evening, it's going to do serious numbers. Yeah. So What are you talking actually for that then? Roughly like 150,000 maybe or something? And keep going north. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not that, but I mean, mm. it goes to show timing it's is also quite important. Games well. every game. Timing is crucial, Dan, but, but, but timing with regard to domestic soccer has never seen them move out of the 745 slot. No, no, yeah. I, know, I know that. One, no, of, one of the criticisms. Some of those Cork Rosenberg games were six o'clock. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, they, but it's I'm still, just saying. It's still no, I, I take the point, Brian. In defence of Declan, Gaelic games is in every corner oh. of Ireland. The League of Ireland is not. No, GA is international. It's not about pitting sports against the other. No, it's not. But that constantly comes back, Dan, as in, you know, if it was a women's rugby game women's rugby games have largely wrongly but largely been confined to a graveyard slot on a Sunday afternoon mm. around about one or two o'clock mm. that's not prime time by any means mm. the women's six nations outperforms the Electricity League yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised yeah uh, Joseph Cavanagh Johnny you sort of alluded to this is there any interest in putting the live game on a Saturday or a different night as opposed to a Friday you've sort of touched on this you say maybe it doesn't necessarily reflect in the figures but it as doesn't. a concept as just as a concept of a product, would you think about moving the night? We, we, we've thought about it for years, arguably decades. There is a Friday night slot there. If you look at Saturday night, you're into serious, even greater competition with regard to... And remember, the URC is now going to be there. Mm. The GAA club is now going to be there. You know, if you're getting X for product A, X plus for product B, and X plus plus for product C, where are you going to put your games? But mm. it, also, it also works in terms of... Like, we don't decide when the League of Ireland, nor should we, when the FAI play their games. Friday night is traditionally soccer night. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there was the Conor Hoy question I was going to get here. Yeah, I mean, Neil Jordan, a lot of questions. Neil Jordan? No, not, well, I mean, that'd be an interesting, uh, <laughs> any commitments you want to make here. Um, could you ask him why they don't prioritise televising games such as Bose Rovers? You've sort of dealt with that. There's a tendency to put on dead rubber games and then say viewing figures are per. That's an no, opinion. You, you, yeah, I, I, I get that, Dan. But again, it comes back to, like, there seems to be this sense, which is completely false, that we're making decisions. It goes back to the watch LOI. McBennett set it up to fail. Like that's utter nonsense in terms of like that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, you do 150 yeah. games and somehow you set this up yeah. to fail. Like if you when you let's go back to air when you were with air, do you think that any broadcaster is going to go? I'll tell you what, RTE can have all the attractive games and we'll take all the other games. Mm. Like that's not going to work. So air covered Bose Rovers mm. on an ongoing basis because you would have first pick, second pick. Who's going to have in a, in a particular week? The calendar will fall for you there because the schedule in RTE air was a sports channel. The schedule in RTE has to accommodate multiple genres. Yeah, um, Connor, what would what would Declan do if he worked in the FAI and was responsible for getting the optimal broadcast deal for the League of Ireland? I, I like this is not an overnight project. I I, I I go back to what I said earlier on. The product has to look um, attractive. It has to be attractive to. 
a dad and his daughter, a dad and his son, a family atmosphere, improve the grounds, bring the players. The players are there in many cases, mm. but the product has to be showcased in a manner that, that suggests that people will engage with it. Go back to the Irish soccer family. How much of the Irish soccer family is engaging? Not enough is the answer. I, I mm. agree with you there. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, listen, I think that's everything because we, we have a lot of, lot of questions that sort of repeat. So anyone who texted in and didn't get their question asked, I apologise. But I think, Johnny, you probably covered a lot of those, uh, a lot of those thoughts yeah. in your questions, I think. I, so, I, I don't know what's been, it's been great. No, we appreciate you coming in on, and um, embracing the discussion and, and embracing the debate. It's good to know that the league isn't in the drop zone with, with the context of the next season. <laughs> so, I mean, the dreaded drop is, zone. Is that, that, that going to be, yeah, is that going to be the one that comes back now in terms well, of, well, McBennett said, league's in the drop Mac, zone. Well, no, McBennett, McBennett, McBennett said, said league isn't. United were full of dubs. Like, <laughs> well, McBennett said, McBennett stands over that. No, to be clear, McBennett said it's not in the drop zone the moment if I, if I take it right you said there's a commitment mm. there to show there, it next there, season there is so. of, of, you can't go back in your word the, now. Na- <laughs> the national broadcast in all seriousness the national broadcaster should be involved yeah. with the national league in the same way that i believe we should cover the national champions in the premier competition in europe etc no problem with that that's the way it should be what we're all trying to do here to go back to johnny's point one of the things that we agree on is how do we improve it now, the reality of it is there are stark implications for all sides here with regard to if a product doesn't continue to improve, perform, etc. It's got to get better. The, the, the marketing behind the league, the facilities behind the league, the standard within the league, some of the administration that you've covered extensively with regard mm. to the clubs has to improve. Everything lifts, you know, rising boats and all that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I know, I hear that. I hear that. And as I said, the but, optimal but, scenario but, is that... So, but, you, you know, know, the European results every year demand coverage, you know. And that's Dundalk versus Key, 147,000. Rovers versus Milan, 212,000. You know. Just need to play Milan more regularly. <laughs> but, no, but, no, but, let him finish the point. Uh, on, on a serious point, if the League of Ireland were returning those numbers on an ongoing basis, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I we think wouldn't. That's a, and that's and listen, that's a place to leave the debate. I think, mm. and we really appreciate you coming in and, and uh, spending some time talking and jousting with us a bit. But it was a good discussion. So thanks very much. Thanks, Declan. A million, Declan. Thanks, lads. and we're going to throw now to some audio from Johnny talking to Ian Birmingham last Friday night. This was after St. Pat's uh, got their win over Wexford, and inevitably we talk about referees. Ian uh, into the last four. I'm just looking at the stats there. Pat's, Pat's have only won cup win in the last fifty years, which is obviously the one when. Uh, uh, 2014 but you're well placed now to get to final I suppose are you? Yeah one game away now um, hopefully uh, yeah look we just look for a home draw hopefully and uh, we don't really care actually to be honest who we, who we get but uh, be nice to get to, to get done at a final as I said it's been a long time since we've been in it probably about seven or eight years and hopefully we can go on now and get into the final Controversial night Yeah I'm not even going to comment on it to be honest with you because I think everybody could see it myself it's not. Uh, oh, I don't know what to say because it's. I don't want to talk about personalities here, but just in terms of the League of Ireland players and management, uh, in all my years following it, I've never felt so much anger at right at, at one moment in time in the last week or two where so many decisions, so many red cards, managers getting sent off, questionable decisions. And it just seems players and managers are at the end of their tether a bit with it. Yeah, look, no, we wouldn't be one to be going around slating anybody because listen, it's a tough enough job. But some of the decisions, like. Oh, you, you see it for yourself uh, on the video and stuff like that. Like, it's definitely not a sending off or Sam. Then Matty Smith goes down. It's a hundred percent a penalty. I'm right beside it. 
uh, then Matty Smith wins the ball clearly gives a free just there's so many of them I know probably they probably had a few as well like, but it's just it's no consistency at all and some of the decisions are it's laughable really to be quite honest with you yeah and in fairness the, the game itself um, you were presented with a big challenge there because it's 10 v 11 after what 6-7 minutes yeah I thought we reacted well and um, we went the man down obviously it's, it's, it's going to be a little bit more difficult but I thought we reacted well and we played well in patches and we were the more dominant team Um they had a couple of probably little breaks but other than that but I think when, when I went to 10v10 then second half they, we, we, we were a bit too open I think and they did get in a few chances and we got the second it was 2-0 and it was still kind of the game was still there to be to, to, to be won and they got in a couple of times and, and on another day they might have nicked a goal back and then it's, it's all to play for but look thankfully we're in the next round it's all what it's, what it's about listen we'll look back at the, the video and, and see where, what we can tie you up on but the main aim tonight was to go into the, into the semi-final and now a one-game away from the Avila, so exciting times for the club. Wexford deserve credit, don't they? Because like, for a team bottom of the first division, they were no way uh, overawed by you. No, no, brilliant. They were in fairness to them. It was a really, really tough game. And as I said, they could have had a few chances. Some really good players. And I know Paul, Paul clearly was here. was a, uh, a couple of years ago, a really good player. And um, obviously a, few, a couple of others impressed me there tonight. And you wouldn't think the air bottom of the fourth division so credit where, where it's due as I said they could have they, they could have nicked a goal there to, to, to make it a nearly few minutes but look at thankfully we got the win and, and, and we move on now to the semi-final Well Stephen O'Donnell is two years into the job now what, what's it like and I mean when Griffin came in your position seemed under threat but you've quickly kind of re-established yourself as a left back Yeah look it's got a quality squad um, everybody on any given weekend anybody can play so you've got to be at it in training I was out at the start, it kind of wasn't sort of playing and it was disappointing but look, it's, I trained really hard, I woke me off and uh, I just would get a chance again and I, I got a chance and listen to me flip-flopped out but now sort of starting to, to play a few, uh, more frequently now and I'm, re- I'm enjoying, it's probably the most enjoyable probably year, two years I've had in, in it. Like, really, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it and I said I love coming in every morning, the lads, great lads and great staff and listen, it's all going well and um, but look, we're only as good as our last game, so we've just got to keep building now. And obviously, we had a disappointing result last week. Um, but look, we bounced back tonight, and we, we'll bounce into the Rovers next week. We won't, won't need any motivation for that game, and uh, see where we go from there. Not giving up on the title either. No, look, we're just concentrating. We can go and beat Rovers next week, and see where it takes us. Um, it's nothing, nothing handed out yet. There's still loads of games to play, and we'll just keep trying to win games um, and see where it takes us at the end of the season. Dara Burns scored twice and the bank coming in at the end uh, obviously McCormick in midfield and I think uh, your manager was half given out that you're not getting enough credit for amount, the amount of young players you're bringing through maybe that's to do with the squad size you have but it's great to see as well yeah brilliant and they're all uh, top class players um, but they're all lovely lovely people lovely kids like that real pleasant come in do their work every day um, and they're great for the crack as well um, I love bouncing off and uh, they bring probably the bit better out with me as well so yeah I love going in every day a great little, great crack and great little crew they are um, and as I said really really top players but they're really really good good people as well Is it hard to believe sometimes age you are like how the years fly by and you're I guess you're one of the veterans of the squad now? Yeah um, definitely I remember I travelled in with young Cian Corbley and um, he said to me a few weeks ago he was saying oh, I was talking to me nanny very well uh, he says she she said to me, Do you remember you done the summer camp on Bermo was doing always used to do a couple of summer camps and on he was on them like so now he's up playing playing with me now so it's uh, that sort of stuff is kinda years you. fly by. Years fly by, so yeah, so we'll be coming towards the latter end of my career now and them boys are only starting out, but as I said, a huge future for the for the whole lot of them. So um and yeah, they're a pleasure to, to, to play with.
um, I don't know where you had any of the Bowes games or Ireland in the Viva Stadium but you must be buzzing to get back there this season if you could at all because uh, especially after playing so many games the last year and a half behind closed doors I suppose Yeah no, it'd be brilliant look at we've been there a couple of times before but that's in the past it's years ago now and uh, it's a fresh group it's um, and yeah look we'd love to go back there and that'd be the aim obviously one game away now um, but I'm sure all four teams that are in the semi-finals will, will, will feel that they have a right chance to get there but look uh, we'll take on how we get in the cup I think we're on a day we're capable of beating anybody and uh, hopefully we're, we're there come the end of the season in the Aviva You've had a good season? Yeah yes yeah, alright so far um, I've done okay team's done really well I feel, feel like I've done okay and um, yeah, still going. Happy happy days. Thanks for your time. No problem, Johnny. I believe you're doing a big piece Saturday about referees, Dan. It was a bit mad, like because I think people were almost like I spoke to people after the game. They almost like, don't want to talk about it anymore. They're just so fed up with it. So that'll be interesting to see what you come up with Saturday in the Irish Independent. Um, and Ian Birmingham uh, telling me he's expecting a child in the near future as well. So it's all happening for Burmo. Um, great to catch up with him after the game. Declan McBennett, obviously. Um, it's a fiery discussion in Paris, Johnny. I was like. <laughs> Jeez, Declan's really annoyed here. I was but, like, he just, he, but you know, he listen. I think it's important to stress that we didn't go chasing after no, him. No, no, he wanted to come him. and talk to us, and it's clearly something that he feels strongly about, and he wants to engage with it. It and was fiery. It's it's an emotive topic for a lot of people, and um, I I do think you do get the sense that sometimes RTE feel that there's a lot of scrutiny on them. When to be fair, there are other broadcasters showing sport in Ireland at the moment who don't who don't go there, you know. And yet, obviously, that has to be levelled up at the same time with you know the public service responsibility. And this is my point around some of those European games. I feel that if no one else is stepping up, maybe RT. Well, just briefly on RT that, because should. because RT is a mixed model in terms of advertising and public service, it's always going to be impossible to know where is the line here. Because and that's the one thing with RT is that model. It's not the BBC. It's very hard to know because he'll say the viewing figures don't matter but then he'll talk about the viewing figures of course and that's listen that's that is the mixed model and that's the confusion of it and we got a lot of questions in i'm sure some people are saying you didn't answer apologies didn't, for didn't that didn't ask our questions it's because a lot of the topics were covered by johnny and and you know some of the comments related to bulletins on the nine o'clock news doesn't necessarily come under his remit so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily relevant to speak about them um but you know, we'll be interested to hear people's views on it. You know, um, I think what was stressed is that the league. You know, the, I do think that the figures need to be better. The point I do make is like I do know loads of people are League of Ireland fans who are like sharing registrations for the streaming and stuff, and then, 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 like. then get annoyed when the streaming figures are <laughs> are, are bad. You know, like I mean. And, and, and you know I work for a paper that has a subscription model at the moment and it's funny when people are asked to pay for something that can be it can be funny as I said like people watching games in pubs that are showing matches like it technically is like cutting the figures for what should happen but listen we cover a lot of di- different things within that uh, and we were I'm sure we'll get plenty of feedback and you know if people send in their comments we'll maybe try and address some of them next week if they feel there's more we should have pressed on or asked or whatever and now, uh, we need Le- to force Le- that repeat the question Le- Liam Holt from Future Tick next being on we will be talking with Future Tick in the near future just about fans back at games because thankfully Dan this has become the norm now we're going to be able to um, you know and it's something we didn't quite mention as well like as much as these games we can still watch games on the stream as well we can still watch our own no, and, the first division. Away, it's almost like this oh, oh you just forgotten that this wasn't the case like no and, like, and obviously I mean 
yeah, listen, that's a broad, there's a, there's a lot of questions we asked there that could be questions for Jonathan Hill as much as they could mm. be questions, or Mark Scanlon as they could for Declan, to be fair, about the strategy of where they're going to go with the streaming. Because some people are used to seeing their club play away from home on a Friday night that they wouldn't be able to go yeah, to exactly. Waterford or Finn Harps or Cork or Dublin if you're any of those clubs. Exactly. Um, now, we need a four-star pizza question, uh, and we're going to do this now, uh, and it's topical in the context of the FEI Cup, because Dundalk are now through to the semi-finals they're looking to make the, se- the final for what how many finals in a seven row seven in a row is it it would be it would be seven in a row is correct so if people can give us the name of the last club to knock Dundalk out of the FEI Cup um, you know in, in, in regulation but they've obviously lost a couple of finals but the, the last club to knock Dundalk out of the FEI Cup before uh, before the final so there we go and that's then, our question yeah this just, weekend's fixtures Johnny just on the RT website to get the fixtures <laughs> like, oh, I've I've inadvertently gone into entertainment in which the headline is Nicole Richie accidentally sets her hair on fire now is that public service or is it like well, this, is the, this is it's, the it's, it's entertainment I, I didn't um, even get a chance to talk about uh, I, I'd get, get a li- if people are wondering how the great Tom is getting on because every League of Ireland fan knows you just wanted to Tom. throw this in because you do one good deed you give a lad nope. a lift home from a game Some and you people, have to throw it I in I gave him a lift from, from Dundalk to RD he's getting home some people have been concerned about Tom's whereabouts I can confirm He's still with us. He's still going to games. He thinks Waterford are going to win the cup. Um, and he asked for Jerry Thornley and Dave Kelly um, and didn't appear to even recognise me for half the journey, even though he always slags me. Um, but he's in good form. He's enjoying the games. Um, and it's it's good to have him back. And even that's part of like the fan experience of the game. 100%. It's, it's the random... It's the random uh, um, St. So Pat Shamrock Rovers. St. Pat Shamrock Rovers, big game on Friday. Yeah. We, we'll do more around the games next week, right? Waterford, Drada, Dundalk, Sligo Rovers, Derry City, Longford Town, and Bohemians against Finn Harps. And there is a, a refix game Dundalk between Dundalk and, and Bowes on Monday. On Monday. Yeah. And what's going on in the first division this week, son? Yeah, in the first division this week, uh, Go United, I know, host UCD. Um, Shamrock, sorry, Shelburne are away to Cabin Teeley. Uh, if I can get the fixtures You're still up reading here. about Nicole Richie's hair, Nicole aren't you? Nicole Richie. It was well, accidental. How, did she it how, do you set, how do you set your hair I on fire? I once set my nose on fire accidentally. Um, it was to do with Flame and Zambuca. It's a pretty embarrassing story. Uh, um, treaty against Cork, isn't treaty it? Treaty against Cork, Athlone, Wexford. In fairness, so th- and Cove, and Cove, Cove Bray on, on Saturday. So there is still a, an interesting fight for the fifth place lot there. And Paul Doolan's Athlone have given themselves a real chance. Well, um, and they're we, at home we'll, to Cabin Teeley. I'm sure he'll... Oh, I'm sure he'll, he'll he would love that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Speaking of fiery, like I mean, Dulo says you won't have us on the podcast anymore. It's like, well, we'd had you on more than any other podcast. I mean, we'll, we'll have him on. Bring again. him on next week. Imagine him and Mac. Okay, listen, that was a, that was a good, <laughs> that was a good chat. Um, thanks to everyone for listening, and yeah, we will be back as normal. And that was in association with uh, Future Ticketing. Got it.